2: Welcome back to Believe in Softball. I'm your host, Jennifer Becerra, and this is actually my birthday week. So I'm feeling super reflective about my time on this earth, <laughs> and I remember spending most of my birthdays growing up at nationals, playing softball, actually. It's a little different now, obviously, but here I am doing this softball podcast with you, so it's a little interesting how things change so much, yet somehow still stay the same. But during those days, this was actually the point in the year where I'd look back and reflect a little bit on softball, on life. The travel season would have just ended, and another year of my life would have went by. So it's just one of those times where you kind of sit back and let things soak in. But at the same time, it was only a few weeks until travel ball started back up again. And for us now, only a couple weeks until Athletes Unlimited starts up again. But sometimes it's good to slow down process and just let it in. So we'll get to more of this. But first, some reminders for ways to keep up with the show. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Softball. That's B-L-E-A-V. Subscribe to Believe in Softball on YouTube and actually watch the episodes as well. So for today's order, let's go through it. First, we'll cover our bases. I'll share some news and updates as usual. Then instead of an interview today, we're going to talk about some reflections on 2021 softball so far this year some themes and lessons that we've learned, and what we have ahead of us. Then we'll head into the foul tip of the week where we share tips to help us get better. All right, let's get going, covering our bases. First, I wanna hook you up because that's what I do for my people. And if you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win in the championship, Bet online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. But that's not all I have for you today. I got a little something extra for you this time around too. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning. To professional basketball in Spain soon. And I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7. And that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization back in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. The cool thing is we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B L E A B at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Now, the Tokyo Olympics are officially over, but I'm not over how great and inspirational women's sports were throughout it all. Women won 66 medals for Team USA. 66. That's 58.4% of U.S. medals total and the most ever won by American women at the Olympics. It's just incredible. And if you think about like the different stories in the different sports, right? Like women's basketball getting four gold medals in a row. That is unbelievable. And you have the legends that are Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. Water polo wins gold. Beach and indoor volleyball wins gold. It's the first time ever for indoor. And then you have stories like Allison Felix became the most decorated track athlete in U.S. Olympic history. And it was her fifth Olympics too. She started at 18 years old in Athens in 2004. And then she ended it with gold in the 4x400 relay with her teammates. And that was her 11th medal. She actually made history first before that with her 10th medal with bronze in the individual 400. So just super cool. Like, I mean, talk about goat, right? Like that's, that's it. That's what dreams are made of right there especially being a mom who, she just had her daughter a few years ago, came back from that qualifier for the Olympics and look at her now. So it's unbelievable. But Simone Biles, speaking of bronze, it was really the bronze herd around the world, I would say, because obviously she decided to put her mental health first. And I've seen arguments all over the place about, well, she just broke under pressure. But then I've seen other people say, no, this was such a great example by her to lead and put her mental health first, especially in such a dangerous space like gymnastics. Like if you are not there, if you have the twisties like she did and your mind and body are not in sync, it could be really, really dangerous when you're flipping through the air. I've seen it all, right? But I think for me, I'm I'm a big proponent of mental health. But the the really, really cool part was seeing her come back and get that bronze medal regardless of however you felt about everything that happened before that she came through adversity and at the end of it came out on top not literally like it's not like she got gold and she was at the top of the podium but really she's so good that even when she's not at her best she's still able to medal on this type of stage and i just think that that bronze is a meaningful bronze and an example for all of us. And all of these things are examples of tangible evidence of the value of investing in women. More than half of the U.S. medals were won by women, lots of gold won by women, and just great examples and great stories. And it was just really something to be proud of as an American woman to see the U.S. do that, and also other women from all around the world Accomplish something so important. And I do have to give a plug too. You know, if the Pac 12 was its own country, it would have finished fifth overall in the medal count behind the US, China, the Russian Olympic Committee, and Great Britain. So, its own country. Like, this is compared to other countries, right? These are Pac 12 alums. So, just a proud moment for me as a Pac 12 alum, but even more so, Stanford as an alum. Uh, I'm pretty proud of the fact that they won 26 medals, 10 gold, 7 silver, 9 bronze. I think I saw that double digits, maybe 12, were current student athletes as well at Stanford. So just had to, had to say it, just a proud alum of Stanford and the Pac-12, had to throw it out there. But I think we saw some great moments for bat and ball sports as well. Obviously, softball for the U.S. won the silver, But half the team was made up of Pac-12 alums. Eight out of 15 people on the roster. You had four from UCLA. You had one from Arizona, one from Oregon, one Washington, one Cal. It's a lot right there. And then the SEC had most of the rest, too. Three from Florida alone. Alabama with Haley McClenney. Come on. Tennessee with Monica Abbott. And then the last two were Texas and Michigan with Kat Osterman and Amanda Chidester. And I guess you could, with the recent realignment of the SEC, like maybe people would argue that they'll try to claim Kat as SEC, but I don't because when she was there, it was the Big 12. But still, just a great mix overall for that team. And I think it's also pretty cool, like shifting from softball to baseball a little bit. The gold medal game for baseball was Japan's most watched sports event of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. So it was the, 37% was the final rating, 44% was the peak rating. I don't exactly know what that means, but I know what most watched means. And that means it's a good thing, you know, and it was interesting too to see that the same results happened for the top two spots in baseball, a softball, Japan won gold, the U.S. won silver. Interesting to see that, but I think really cool to see that there is a global appeal for these bat and ball sports. It's softball, it's baseball. These are the types of things that are important for us, As a sport individually for softball, but even as we are somewhat lumped together with baseball, and we definitely were in the bid for Tokyo, and maybe again moving forward, it's something that I think can be a shared success that we both take forward. So, so much going on in the Olympics. Like I, It's so crazy to me still that it's like two weeks and all of this happened just in that short window, but I think we could talk about it forever if we wanted to. But I won't. I'll move on to pro softball. There is a new organization in town. So the Florida Vibe are a new pro softball org headquartered in the Bradenton, Sarasota area in Florida. And they're going to start in summer 2022. It's an independent team. There's going to be 16 athletes uh, on the team by invitation only. And they'll work in conjunction with the Florida Gulf Coast League, which obviously we heard all about in the last episode with the lead broadcaster for that league, Gray Robertson. And they're going to live, train, and play at Bradenton Christian School. The home field has an all-astro turf field, so kind of that pro feel that we're used to seeing in Athletes Unlimited, for example, the Chicago Bandits have that kind of field. There's a locker room and strength and conditioning center as well. And pretty cool that another independent team, the U.S.A. Pride, is within driving distance. So competition will be from the beginning of summer through August 1st. And we obviously talked a lot about summer ball last episode with Gray, so just add this one to the list. There's also a fast pitch pro scout program involved where Florida Gulf Coast League will also be sort of a springboard for this, which is pretty cool. You can also subscribe to a virtual pass to get access to your favorite player for lessons or memberships, whatever. It's just more fan engagement. And I think all of these things are exciting, right? And I think it sounds like some of the things they've maybe taken from Athletes Unlimited and trying to take certain elements from different places in the pro softball world. But one thing that was kind of nice about this news coming out is that it actually was announced the day after the NPF announced that they were suspending their operations. I talked all about this in the last episode as well. Just 17 years that that was sort of the main league for pro softball players in the U S so many great players came through that even international players. We talked all about it, but I I just can't emphasize it enough. So to see something new spring out after it was at least a little bit of hope that we can have moving forward. And, you know, like Natasha Wiley said recently on the show, we, we want that pro league. We really want that opportunity for players to continue their careers. But one of the ways that they can... So speaking of hope, is Athletes Unlimited? And it's so, so soon. Athletes are already starting to show up in Rosemont in anticipation of the season. Season two games start in a couple weeks. It's Saturday, August 28th, and it goes through Monday, September 27th. And it's going to be on CBS Sports and Fox Sports this year. So not ESPN this time around, but still televised on a major network, which is great. And as of right now, you can actually buy tickets to see the games in person. Imagine that. I mean, it was so exciting last year without fans. This year we have it can't even imagine what the energy is going to be like. And it was kind of tough going from the women's college world series where we actually did get to have a packed Oklahoma city stadium to the Olympics where it's just empty there. I mean, they, they had to take precautions. They had to do what they had to do, but it was, it was tough, right? Because that fan energy is something that not only players kind of thrive on and coaches, but also us as fans, if we're watching on TV, feeling that energy and that crowd noise is great. So now we'll get some of that back. Fingers crossed if all goes well with Athletes Unlimited too. Another new element about this season is that there's an app, an Athletes Unlimited app. And there's a bunch of different features in it. There's a fan leaderboard. You can compete against other fans to win prizes. You can also earn rewards, vote on game MVPs. Remember, fans are involved with who gets to win those. There's a news feed element to it. There's flash sales. And if you're a member of the unlimited club, a percentage goes toward the player bonus pool. So this means it goes toward the money that the players could actually make from participating and competing in this league. So that is direct support. We talk about trying to support female athletes, support pro softball players. Like This is one way to directly support that financially, which is a huge piece of the puzzle that we need to get pro softball where we want it to go. But just overall, season one was so special. It it was the only softball we had in months at the time, last fall or summer, depending on how you think of, you know, September. But now that we've had a fantastic college season and the Olympics, I'm just excited to see how it's going to evolve. I think, though, the theme of all this is take any opportunity to support, especially the continuation of women's careers. And this is beyond sports. There is a huge number of women that have dropped out of the workforce due to the pandemic and the added strain that they have because of childcare, the household, etc. And we already know that household responsibilities and family responsibilities disproportionately fall on women anyway. And they already before this dropped out more often than men earlier in their careers before they necessarily reach leadership positions that they may want, and arguably before they peak in their careers. So athletes, especially women, if we think about it in this context, they often don't peak in college either. Many have come on the show and said that. I remember Brittany Cervantes, who is now an Olympian, officially was there with Team Mexico. She talked about how people would fly under the radar in college and then come into the professional leagues and thrive. I would even say her. I mean, she had a great college career. She was all SEC at Kentucky, but look at her now as an Olympian and just taking it to new heights, right? Like that's possible when you continue your career. So if we want to see more inspiring stories like that, like Danielle Laurie, like Allison Felix, like I mentioned earlier, we, we have to support it. And we need to normalize their stories. Because if we keep going, it will create a space where the athletes can keep going. And today I want to touch on more of these reflections as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. So every year there are multiple softball seasons, college, international, pro, travel ball, summer ball, high school, rec ball. There's obviously a lot of overlap between all of these, but after some of the big milestones like the Women's College World Series and the Olympics, there's just a lot to soak in and process and sort of this natural reflection period. This year was obviously one of the most unique ever, Um, last year as well, but this year we actually had softball, it existed, and there were some key lessons and reminders for the softball community that stood out. I think one of the lessons is to choose your hard. Everything is a choice. You know, whenever we say either to ourselves or to other people, oh, I didn't have a choice, it's really a cop out because there's always a choice. You know, if someone's like, well, if you don't do X, then I'm going to take away Y or Y is going to happen. We're still choosing whether or not to do X at the end of the day. Even if we're in a difficult position, we still make the choice. And all the people that came out of retirement, to play softball in the Olympics, when you think about Kat Osterman, Daniel Laurie, they knew that it would be hard to train physically, to be away from their daughters for long stretches of time. But they also knew that it would be hard to sit back and watch softball, come back on that stage, not be a part of it, and regret it for the rest of their lives. <laughs> so they chose their heart. They chose to go for it. And it was the right heart for them. And it doesn't mean everything works out how you want it to. You know, Danielle got the medal that she wanted. She accomplished her goal. Kat wanted gold and she got silver. There's no guaranteed outcome necessarily, but there is guaranteed growth. And that journey is something that she'll never regret at the end of the day. So choose your heart. I also think in that process, staying true to yourself is never overrated. Being the best you will always lead to a better outcome than trying to be someone else. I think, you know, we've all had that feeling where maybe we feel trapped in some way in our lives. And some of it's, it's a little bit different. Like maybe it's financial, maybe it's about the roof over our head and and some of those necessities. But when we have that sort of internal conflict where we feel trapped, It's usually when our values and our actions don't align. Having those in alignment, I think, is the key to not only success, but to to happiness, or at least being content, right? And if you look at JMU, James Madison didn't do what they did during this college softball season, and especially, obviously, the Women's College World Series, trying to be Oklahoma when they played. They didn't beat Oklahoma by trying to be Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma in that first game of the World Series by playing the best JMU softball. When you look at Odyssey Alexander, you know, she is now already uh, becoming pretty successful in the pro space for softball. She's not going out there at the time trying to throw different pitches and trying to emulate other people. She's throwing her best pitch sequence. Going based on what's best for her and her catcher, and she's making those plans with her team. What's worked for them all season long? Let's go for that. Lindsay Meeks, you know, she's super intense in the box. I used to love seeing her little face, you know, got that swagger, but then she gets on base and she's flexing and smiling to the dugout. She's being herself. That energy is what got her to this place in the first place, right? And then you look at their head coach. Coming out of all of this that they've accomplished, she now has signed an eight-year contract extension with JMU. And some people would be like, really, I'm surprised she didn't go elsewhere. You know, maybe a power five school. I'm sure she had plenty of offers. But actually, to see her take this extension at JMU, I think that's a good thing for some of these mid-major schools. Because they'll know that they can just be themselves and have that kind of success and keep having that success over time. But, you know, being true to you doesn't mean you're, you're not trying to get better. You know, it's not like Odyssey and Lindsay were not trying to get better. They were just stuck in their ways. That's, that's not the point. But the point is to get better in the ways that support your values. And if you do that, you're going to feel lighter. I think that heaviness that comes with feeling trapped starts to lift if you stay true to yourself. The other thing is you have to have respect for the person in the arena. Anytime someone is willing to put themselves out there and go for it, get in that arena. I got nothing but respect for it. It's really easy for people to sit on their couch and criticize, right? We we see people trolling on Twitter. We see everything. But the doers are the real ones. Even on a small scale, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to sort of working out or gym culture is when people make fun of out-of-shape people working out. Why? This is what they, sh- they want to do. At least they're doing it. Everybody starts somewhere. And it's like, what are you doing? Half the time or more than that, these criticizers aren't out there doing it themselves. The person in the arena deserves that respect. Team Italy didn't win a single game at the Olympics, but they still freaking did it. They competed and they are Olympians. Not only that, but they competed every single pitch not to mention all the blood, sweat, and tears that went into getting there in the first place. They were in the arena, and no matter what arena you're shooting for, just get out there. You know, with my birthday this week, I was reflecting on life outside of softball. But when I looked back at the last year and thought about what I want to focus on in this next year, all of these same themes came up. I want to choose the right heart. Staying true to me is one of the greatest gifts I can give myself. You know, Glennon Doyle, who is a famous writer, also married to the all-time great soccer player, Abby Wambach, she talks a lot about, you know, you'd rather abandon others' expectations of you than ever abandon yourself. And that really resonates with me. And I want to stay in the arena. Two right? Never let the fear of striking out keep me from getting after it. Always be that person that's a doer. And even though I wasn't thinking about softball, it still has all of these lessons just baked into the game. And that's what makes it so great. So with that, let's transition to the foul tip of the week. This week's foul tip is about being a good teammate to yourself. You know, we talk a lot about what it means to be a good teammate in general. You cheer your teammates on, right? One of the first things people notice when they come to a softball game is everybody belting out all the songs and coordinated cheers together in the dugout. (laughs) You check in on teammates and encourage them and pick them up when they're down. You know, the heart-to-hearts I have with my teammates in the dining hall after workouts in college or in the locker room, those are some of my best memories. Even if they were hard at the time, they were awesome. And you celebrate your teammates' success, too. There's nothing like being in that home run huddle, around home plate, ready to welcome your teammate as their rounding third. It's just support. It's listening. It's kindness. It's compassion. And obviously, we focus a lot on working hard as players, coaches, whatever it is, pushing ourselves, staying focused, getting the reps in. But it's really easy to forget how we're treating ourselves as people. And if we're able to be good teammates to everyone, why can't we also be a good teammate to ourselves? Let's cheer ourselves on. Say encouraging words to ourselves. Let's pat ourselves on the back in moments of success. Do all the things we do for our teammates for ourselves too. Take care of ourselves the way we take care of them. And self-care is a huge thing right now. You know, and I think the true essence of self-care is not just getting a massage or a manicure. Although, let me tell you, I love me a good spa day. Did it for my birthday, as a matter of fact. But it's the way that we treat ourselves mentally and emotionally as well. This defines our relationship with ourselves. And that defines everything else. It's such a strange paradox, too, because in many ways, the world we live in now feels more selfish than ever. But somehow we don't take good care of ourselves either. It's like, how could those two things exist? But we can't give to others if we don't give to ourselves first. Self first does not necessarily equal selfish. It's a balance and there's a right way to do it. There's multiple ways to do it. But we all crave to feel like people we care about are on our team. But we need to make sure we're on our own team. We are the captain of our team. We're the captain of our lives. And as I celebrated my birthday at the spa, (laughs) this is one of the things I decided I wanted to focus on in my life. And hopefully you'll do it with me. So that's it. Be a good teammate to yourself. That's the foul tip of the week. You've been listening to Believe in Softball, presented by Online. The show is available anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever else you listen, including Believe.com. And you can watch the videos on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the show, rate it, write a review for it, share it with your friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Believe in Softball. Again, B L E A B. You can always reach out to me on Twitter at Jenna one and Instagram at Jenna as well. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and catch you soon.